Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Elizabeth wasn't crazy, Roger. We'll see now, maybe, but just wasn't like her to go and do something like that. Thank you, Mr. Jones. I appreciate that. Now my wife, she's crazy. Don't be silly, I understand. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack episode 429. And uh, I'm Scott Johnson. Joined today, oh, reminding the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, in case anyone oh, okay. was confused. <laughs> you almost missed it. Yeah, almost missed it. 429. In case you're episodes. joining it, just joining us. Yeah, if you're just getting here, that's what we're doing. Uh, also with us today, Brian, Mrs. Hooper, it's him, the grocery boy, Dunaway. I, it's the grocery, Miss Hooper, it's the grocery boy. That's the weirdest thing to announce when you come into a house. Yep. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, Shovel, while we are stuck here levitating in the upstairs bathroom of the house waiting for someone to open the door, <laughs> I've been doing some serious thinking about how we got ourselves into this situation. I mean, I know I'm just a pair of shrub cutters, but to the best of my reasoning, the house has enchanted us with the gift of life. To but what end? I'm still a little fuzzy on why we are trying to murder Roger. I mean, up until this point, I've just been following Axe's lead. And now I'm starting to question things. Like, why Grasshook is hovering up in my personal space? Back up, Grasshook! Jeez. Shh, listen. I think someone's coming. Oh, I hope it's one of those nosy neighbors. I would love to bury myself deep into that Herald guy and watch all the booze shoot out like a freshly tapped keg. Oh, no. I've been gifted with life, but all I desire is murder and mayhem. Axe! In my suffering with a swift swing. And so help me, Grasshook, by the name of the maker of tools. If you don't back up, I'll take you with me. <gasps> the door's open. Go. Go. Kill everything that moves. Grasshook, get out of the way. <laughs> Man, you really put the ass in grass. Oh. I want a that's whole, what was I going on upstairs. I want a whole animated short. Of the right. life of these tools when they're not, life when the Roger's not tools. around. That's yes. amazing. All they did was sit, all they did, we need a new term. We have the chick in the bucket, but we also have the waiting to exhale character that we often 
see hidden in places that are just waiting. Yeah, waiting to excel. These freaking yeah. these freaking craftsman tools that are all just hovering in a room. That's amazing. All right, well done. <laughs> One of my favorites. Also with us, Randy. I think there are two Chuckies in the chimney, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. <laughs> right, right. And that's right, Scott. I'm Randy Deluxe, and I got a deal here for all the viewers at home. You're going to want to pick up the phone and dial the number on your screen right away because you are not going to want to miss this opportunity of a lifetime. My asking price for this crap is as low as can be because I don't want it, don't like it. I'm not going to have it in my life. One more minute longer, take it off my hands. This is not going to be mine for much longer. Operators are standing by. Good God. Please don't make me keep this for one more minute longer, please. Thank you. God bless America. Please. Back to you. <laughs> you know, it always reminds me of uh, of uh, Michael Keaton from Beetlejuice. Whenever he, oh, like, yeah. Uh, Come on right. down and do this and that. And when he's in the... Yeah, and he's in Beetlejuice, and he's he's on the the, the he's on TV stuff. as the yeah. right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. With us finally, Brian, get the plunger. Another severed hand clogged the toilet. Ibit. If it happened, if it happens once, it happens a million times. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Norm from the Cheers Bar. <laughs> Bull from Night Court's here too. Slumming around in a cheap horror flick. When you're between seasons, what can you do? <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, man, I'm going too high. Mm -hmm. I've got my aunt's house, but it's filled with evil spirits. Big rubber demons that would keep Henson screaming. What could it be? Believe it or not, it's a piece of shit. I'm glad we got the greatest American hero theme. I am too, dude. Nice I was worried that there were going to be three of us doing this. Yeah, I thought about it. I was just like, no. No, I also for, realized I cannot sing that high. <laughs> yeah, so good. For all the listeners at home who are under the age of 40, there was <laughs> yeah. a TV show. Yeah. Well, I it, just, had, right. it had a, such a catchy theme song. It sure you did. Know, how, many people, how many people thought, oh, why is he singing the song from Seinfeld from George's <laughs> Answering Machine? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, yeah, true story. Well, those, those, are, those people are uh, under 30, so uh, you have to go <laughs> right. really back. Exactly. So here's the thing. Like... Uh, Greatest American Hero, I watched the pilot of recently uh, with uh, mm-hmm. on Current Geek with Tom, and uh, it's really pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. But there, oh, there was absolutely. a time in our collective uh, TV history where that was like the hot thing, and that song right. shot up to number one and stayed there for weeks. Good yeah, old Joey Scarberry. Yeah. A great, a great theme song from 1981. This is catchy, makes you want to sit down mm-hmm. and watch it. And then it, it addressed superheroes the reluctant superhero and aliens and even, you know, some government intervention. So it was, it was everything we needed. And it was, it was a a fairly early Stephen J. Cannell show. Mm -hmm. And he was still kind of cutting his chops and figuring out how you're supposed to make really entertaining TV. And he did. Uh, Yes. And this show, uh, Greatest American Hero actually ended well, well before house. Oh yeah. Well, at least, uh, let's see. 86 was the final season, so that it no, could have been filming. No, it ended in like 83. Yeah, no, the, oh, there's really? the 86 oh. thing was a return, and they were trying to pass ah, the baton to somebody else. Yeah, and it didn't work. They didn't. I'm trying to remember no, what you, I learned oh, about that. William, wow, I William barely Katz, remember that. Yeah, William Cat is the greatest American hero. You can't have one without the other. It is married. His it, personality yeah. just. Oh, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, if you've seen Greatest American Hero, and now you're watching this movie. He he is just that same character. Yeah, like I, you, you, it's really hard it, to let go. That's all he and, ever and, did. It's all he yeah. ever could do, and it, and it's okay. You got a little typecast as the 
freak out curly haired guy. And that's just what his job was for, for a few years in Hollywood until his star started to dim, but he's still around. He does stuff. You'll see him once in a while and things he's, you know, older guy now, but, uh, I always confused him with wrath of cons, um, uh, Kirk's mm-hmm. son in there. I always thought they were the same oh, guy for some reason. Yeah, remember they him? They do look very awesome. similar. Yeah, yeah, they both have curly hair. Let's all just lump those curly hair. That was basically it. Two, two, it two, is yeah. kind of the blonde Jufro. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was totally what I thought for years and years and years until I could finally separate them in my head. But but yeah, that, it's William Cat. It's his movie House. He's the star uh, with uh, supporting uh, people like George Went and Richard Mall, as mentioned earlier. Richard Mall, a big Utah connection, went to West High School down here in Salt Lake City, and hmm. people think about him all the time here for some reason. Right, Night Court. If you're not familiar with Night Court, such such a such a great touchstone I, for, for really my was. childhood. I love Night yeah. Court, and I would love to watch. Is that streaming? I don't think it streams anywhere. I would love to watch. And for Night those Court. those Trekkie fans, if you don't remember, uh, Data was on there. Brent Spiner, he was on the Night Court uh, as the was it Ukrainian? Yeah, he had one. Uh, was it regular um, or just one episode? No, no, he was on multiple episodes. Yeah, it was semi regular. Like, he wasn't like every week, but he was a recurring character. Yeah, and it wasn't the whole series either. But there was a chunk of time where he would yeah. come in and out, and a lot of fun. Like you, if you go back and look, you can find all kinds of great guest stars that went on to do other stuff. But I'd love to watch that right now. But you have oh, yeah. these guys from all these three kind of lighthearted shows, maybe the most serious mm-hmm. of them being William Katz, Greatest American Hero, but it's not that serious. It was pretty silly. Yeah. Kind of a so drama. That's the, question, that's the question about this movie. I think it's a good time to talk about it. What is the flavor of this movie? It's not, I wouldn't really call it a genre because it's got, it's got flavors of comedy and yeah. horror. Yeah, and it's not as, um, I mean, you look at stuff like, it's probably like in the same vein, vein as uh, The Frighteners or mm-hmm. maybe Gremlins. I guess Gremlins mm. leans more into the comedy than. Yeah, but it never, I yeah, think but that's I close, think it's a good though. I think that's a great Gremlins comparison. Gremlins never, never, is never tongue in cheek, you know, is it's mm-hmm. just incidentally funny. Just, yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely a genre. Like, it almost feels like they were all trying to make Evil Dead 1 or 2, but they didn't want right. to go full mm. on. In fact, I'm told I've never seen this, right? So first time here. Anybody else first time? First time mm-hmm. you were here. Okay. Well. Oh Same. wow. That's so I'm the only one. I'm the only one out of the four of us who's, the, who's seen it. You're the only one who's ever heard of this. And uh, right. we had to watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. And you need to search hard for this because Amazon <laughs> wants you to watch 300 hours of a TV show <laughs> right. before yeah. you're going to find this movie. Exactly. You have to do a lot of scrolling through House to yeah. get to the movie house house is it's <laughs> actually a, a hard thing to find it's weirdly it difficult. really yeah. is probably yeah. the biggest misstep they made was calling this house and it, it was so forced because i never could figure out why it was the house what what exactly why did it need to be it never needed to be that i mean I, it's mm-hmm. so right. when i when i make that sam raimi comparison i think it's just a very light version of that it's not even close in terms of like you know guts and gore and all that but it's but it's trying to be poltergeist but not quite getting all the way there yeah it's yeah. trying to be ghostbusters but not willing to go full on on the creature stuff mm-hmm. uh like and it's it's just this weird mishmash of like 80s tropey haunted house themes that you saw in a lot of other 80s movies and and i don't know but i hear so people tell me the sequel is way more over the top and crazy yeah, the, really? the sequels the sequels get a better cult status than uh than this first one did yeah so- but I mean, I do th- I do feel like it fits squarely in the haunted house subgenre. Like, sure, that's right, all sure. it is. There's yeah. not there's not uh-huh. a, a deeper story here than this guy is in a house. Which it, when you wonder why he doesn't just leave, 
and uh that's it he's having mm-hmm. he's having mental terrors he's having yeah. physical terrors that's it it's on he, d- he doesn't leave because his intention was to uh to expel the demons of of vietnam and he is just by happy coincidence fallen into a haunted house that forces you to face your fears and so yeah. that's that's kind of where we're going right and every haunted right. house movie i think has to give you some flimsy reason why the people can't leave. He refuses to run any further. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is the the worst I've ever seen. Like at least <laughs> at least yeah. when you I don't know, when you have a big wall that you can't right. go past and so you're stuck in the house. Or I don't know, all the doors are locked or all the I don't know. I thought I thought the film was gonna be about him finding his son. I really mm-hmm. thought like, oh, he's not leaving because he's convinced it was that his there. kid is there somewhere. Right. <laughs> and it's such a funny thing because that's the first point at which the three of us have brought up the fact, or the four of us have brought up the fact that uh, his son went missing eight years ago mm-hmm. because it yeah. seems like he's forgotten that his son went missing eight years ago for the first you know, <laughs> third of the right. movie. <laughs> he got snapped and he came back at the same age as he was. It was... And it seemed like they were trying to poke me and say, hey, it's meaningful that this weird freaking right. swimmer oh, lady has a son that was roughly his kid's age and that, oh, us will remind him of And it kind of never did. He just annoyed him. In fact, he said, maybe this kid right. should just play with a plastic bag. He's like, holy shit, yeah. dude, you're the worst dad ever. I, even worse babysitter. <laughs> right. You're yeah. you're bad. This, but- this had this had this had a lot of this had a lot of good ideas that never really came to fruition mm-hmm. well none I of mean, it was it, scary it, it, if it's supposed to be scary none no, of it, none of no. it got me it was funny it was hilarious well it's i don't know hilarious in a it's the most gifable movie i've ever watched i made about that, 20 gifts yeah, we, we couldn't stop gift the crap yeah we gift the hell out of it and it's really <laughs> gifable and i don't know why but there's just multiple scenes of just the stupidest visuals and they're fun to catch capturing gifts but uh the the movie itself has a different meaning in my head because growing up I've, i think i've mentioned this on the show before there are a few uh, posters, uh, or yes. sorry, uh, uh, VHS covers that are permanently burned in my head. I'd go to a Blockbuster mm-hmm. and later a Hollywood video and, you know, mom and pop places. And House was always there yeah, and it had always. that memorable doorknob or doorbell being rung by a by a, uh, a disembodied uh, hand. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, floating there all decrepit looking and poking the thing. One of the best, one of the best looking cover boxes for a, a scary movie. And I had no idea. I always thought it was super scary. And I thought, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. And I read the cover I did box the and I'm like, thing. ah, this doesn't interest me. I did the same thing. And part of it was a weird, it was a weird cognitive dissonance because I would say, that looks scary and freaky, but also mm-hmm. Richard Mall and George Winter in this. It didn't yeah, make yeah, sense yeah. to me that that even well, existed. And, and I just never saw it as a result. And you can't, you can't not see them as attempting comic relief, mm-hmm. but right. the attempt is so lame. Like, uh, so Kay Lenz plays the hot neighbor, mm-hmm. and this movie, like, this movie loves to just traipse her through in a jogging suit, and mm-hmm. everybody stares at her. And then eventually she comes into the house and just dumps her kid on, yeah, yeah. on yeah. Greatest American Hero. Right. And the way she does it is just like out of a sitcom. It it's is exactly. 100% out of a sitcom. Yes. Yeah, this is sitcom 101. It's like, but oh, it's, I'm getting... I know how the way when boys it. like to play and when they like to work. Yeah, like yeah. The, he's in the bathroom. There's some funny stuff happening. He flushes mm-hmm. the toilet. He comes out. She piles all the stuff on him. And it's like they played it like a, a sitcom joke, 
but it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. And it it also it's in the middle of a horror movie, so you're wondering, am I supposed to now be scared for this kid? You know, and like, yeah. it just it I, gave me I all these laugh. feelings that don't don't go together. Right, I didn't yeah. laugh at that joke because I was too busy laughing at the Adams Family style humor of the hand, like a spider on the kid's yeah. back when he came in, and you know, and, and flushing the hand down. So it was a, I mean, they they threw everything into those couple of scenes from TV tropes. They just piled it all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I can't say I didn't have fun because I did, but mm-hmm. this is not a, you know, this isn't a great movie of any no, stretch no. at the, all. The only great thing about this movie is is the puppetry uh, and and the makeup stuff they did with uh with Richard Mull uh in in his disembodied mm, soldier zombie thing that is just some uh best. it's good puppetry I mean, it looks good until you're close up on his face yeah, and you see the mouth inside the, the mouth, mouth moving <laughs> yeah but it, it reminded me a lot of what i loved about swamp thing and that look just <laughs> very swamp thing yes yeah i was trying to find out who did those effects and i'm not doing a good job of finding it but i wonder if it right. was um you know now Stan i'm assuming Winston that was richard Bolt actually in all that makeup yeah why not right hot Right height. I would assume, but the trivia says that it took three or four no. people to move it around or something. Yeah. Right. So I don't on, know. On if, a dolly. There's, I don't know what that takes means. Three or four people to move him well, around. Well, on a it dolly reminds me of like it's like cosplay at BlizzCon. There's always somebody with the coolest cosplay, and then what it does it yeah. remind yeah. you that oh, if this was real life, that person would never move anywhere on their own. Never. Like you got to like have three or four people moving them to get them up, you know, three measly stairs onto a stage is a giant ordeal and they're you know if they fall they're dead like it's one of those deals i'm guessing he probably had enough stuff on him where he had to have assistance but you know for 85 pretty effective i think the girl one though the like the big gnarly one that's just awful fat yeah that's really ex wife witch yeah Yeah. that's bad that's really bad that was that yeah that was uh now that fell into the the category of a lot of the 80s horror low budget films yeah yeah that was like that was like a a, a beginner puppeteer um right. watching the dark crystal and trying to make right. the um the, uh, audrey audra audra yes yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yes that's it that's what it reminded me of oh my gosh that's funny yeah, yeah. uh all right you know what's great about house two is it has the exact same uh, yeah. hand hovering in front of oh, the door. Oh, does it really have the same poster? Up. Yeah. It's not yeah. the exact yeah, same it's, poster. It's two fingers, right? It's this, oh, it's got two, does it? Hold on. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, no, it's got a, it's got a key. So it's, it's a hand holding a key going to a key lock, but it's exactly the same perspective. Dirty right. zombie hand floating. And, uh, and I've never seen it, but apparently it doesn't have Norm. It has Cliff. Yeah, Cliff, John Ratzenberger is in it. Right, yeah. right, right. And it doesn't have, uh, let's see, Bill Mars in it. Uh, right. I don't know who the main dude is, but it's Rich. Cat's uh, out. He didn't do that one. He was like, "I'm not doing two of these." F you guys. Ari Gross is that who it was? Uh, Ari. I don't know who Ari Gross is. I don't Let's either. See. Ari. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know who this guy is. You'd know him. You'd yeah, see this face killers? and go, uh, "I've seen this face." He was in. He was in uh, Minority Report. He was Howard Marks. Why? Uh, why? Always Howard Marks. Oh, geez, I hate that guy. I can't watch this now. I'm yeah, kidding. you're done now. I don't, I don't blame the actors for that film. He's in tons of stuff. That guy's actually pretty great. Um, right. But anyway, I you know we may want to stick it in there at some point because the the, the number one <laughs> the number one uh, thing I seem to get all week or all week on this as we were prepping people for it is they would come you back with oh you have to watch two you have to watch two after yeah. this it's so good really yeah really i mean are there there are actually people who've who've watched any of these yes 
Yeah. Appa- oh, and apparently, apparently two yeah. is just so over the top, like way more Evil Dead. This is it. Is this it is streaming? Like, Do we watch it for a watch along? I mean, <laughs> not not anytime soon. Yeah. But yes, Sleepaway Camp Two <laughs> also has this phenomenon where the sequel and Trolls Two uh, also. The, the, these movies are better the second time around, probably because somebody was just looking for a bankable name, and so they kind of loosely try to tie everything in. I don't know if that's what House 2 is all about, but mm. I do know that's kind of how some of these things go. The guy that directed it in 87 also directed 1998's Children of the Corn 5, Fields of yeah. Terror. Oh, the fifth. I... Wow, you, you, the guy did the fifth Children of the Corn <laughs> I was I noticing the sequels. You're talking about House 2, the second story. There's another sequel called House Four: The Repossession, but there's no mention of a House Three. Oh, so right, we got right. House Two and House Four. Wow, right. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Maybe uh, that's the one that jumped the shark. Maybe I'm going to give Two and Four some credit for some very punny sequel names. I like both yes. of those. Yeah, yes, good. the Repossession. So, yeah, very yeah good. it's very good. So House Two, if you go to the IMDb and you go down to photos. 90% of the photos are from one scene where there's a girl in her panties. So yeah. that's what you're getting. Panty girl. Just saying, that's yeah. what you're getting. Panty girl. This is what Panty you signed girl. up for. Thanks. Sure. Great. Here's some fun trivia. So uh, directed by Stephen okay. Miner. We didn't mention that. Um, and it doesn't really matter. He didn't do other things that we all are familiar with. And a few things maybe. But anyway, Kane Hodder, who was the stunt coordinator for this movie. You may know that name or it may seem familiar. Uh, horror fans definitely do. He is one of the... He played uh, Jason Voorhees the most. Mm-hmm. In four yeah, films total. So for a hot minute there, I thought also maybe he played the Richard Maul's skeleton man, but I don't think so. So yeah, uh, apparently, probably the right height, right? Mm, yeah. Apparently the movie that is considered House 3 is a movie called The Horror Show, 1989. The Horror okay. Show? So Interesting. The Horror Show <laughs> uh, started out its life as House 3, but they decided that well, well, the the house four oh. people. What were they thinking though? They were like, eh, right? Yeah, let's go back to let's go back to the the name that got us where right. we are. Oh, by the way, because I had to look it up. The uh, the woman that is walking around in her panties in the house too. All those photos yeah. on IMDb. That's Amy yeah. Yazbek. That's John Ritter's uh, widow. Oh, really? Oh, geez. I did yeah. not know that. Uh, to his oh, company by the for way, that. yeah, right. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Ibit. Um, if you had been growing up uh, during the late '80s or early '90s, you would have Which went I and was. picked up your right. You would have went and picked up your Fangoria magazine to get that kind mm. of information. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fangoria was awesome, dude. I love that Fangoria magazine. Was awesome. I, would, I would pick those up occasionally. That was some rebellious. Fangoria also would have shown us who was inside the the bull zombie. Right. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. She was on. Uh, she was on uh, uh, Bad Housewives or whatever it was. Uh, Eva, oh, yes, Eva, Beck was. I know, know she was also in that Problem Child. I was thinking of Eva uh, Fangoria. Oh it was a terrible goodness. joke, and I'll never make oh, it again. Oh, Eva Fangoria. Yeah, I guess. get it. Uh, anyway, so Fangoria was this like rebellion point for me. It was a. It represented uh, this thing that I could go buy, that that seemed. Uh, what's the word? It was like this uh, dark, like forbidden right thing. And my parent, right. my mom would hate it, and I would go get it because my mom would hate it. I didn't even get it because right. I was a big horror aficionado. I got it because right. it was like, right. look at all this gory shit in here. You just was, wanted, you just wanted to see the cover on, you know, of right. the magazine on your desk. Yeah. <laughs> there were some things we wanted as, as you know, eleven to thirteen year olds, and it was usually like Fangoria, Mad Magazine, Heavy Metal. If they'd sell you one, yeah, uh, in cracked. those kind of magazines. Yeah, yeah cracked, absolutely. Right. Uh, Fangoria still publishing. 
Hold on. I'm curious uh, about this. I, you can go to oh. Fangoria.com and you can add a magazine one year subscription for $70 because I was just looking. Oh, yeah. Wow. It is still available. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's Once again, kids, a, a magazine is this thing yeah. where they used to put pieces of paper together. <laughs> right. Right. And you would buy it. <laughs> That, I mean, that, is, that does it. seem but, it seems like Fangoria is like, right. oh, I can't wait to find out about the new horror movies in a couple of weeks when this magazine comes out. Yeah. Or I yeah. could just go yeah. to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, uh, look, it, this is yeah, like like Randall describing it. It's just like those papers that were in George Wentz's pocket. That was weird. Yeah. Oh, Why yeah. did he have a whole book in his pocket? That was so that was, stupid. Uh, there were there were yeah. so many times I just wrote down the letters WTF. This guy, this guy is on a shoestring budget. Like he has to go to this house because he can't afford to go anywhere else. Right. He's he's been threatened to lose his advance if he doesn't crank out a book really fast. But he gets all scratched up and goes out and buys thousands of dollars of video equipment. He didn't go out one day. He, He ordered it online somehow. No. There was no online. Oh, yes, there. There no, was no, all his computer in, had was the color green. That's it. No. There's no online. Like you, in 1985, that, that video equipment would have cost you more than the house. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he yeah, sets right. it all up. And it's just like, why do you need more than two cameras, bro? Right. The, what are you doing? Well, and why do you 80s? need an Instamatic that is that you're going to have to run over and push the button anyway to take a picture? Right. So, so he does that after he gets all scratched up. Right. He he was yeah, in a. Yeah. He was in a robe, and he gets all scratched. So the next day, he sets up all that camera stuff, spends a billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after he gets it all set up, George Went comes barging in. Don't, don't you love that? When someone yes. su- when someone you just met is suddenly upstairs in your house, <laughs> and it comes barging in, WTF. And uh, William Cat turns and lifts his shirt and says, what do you see? And George Went should have said, well, it looks like uh, your scratches from yesterday – have been on you for weeks, right? Untreated. It was the worst. I'm sorry. It was the worst looking. Uh, I don't know what you call this. Like, uh, you know, pr- it's not prosthetics, but it's like no. worst looking makeup. It's, it's sharpie. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. These these gouges he, that should have been still bleeding because he just got them yesterday. You know, right? Right. Like, right. No, they looked. And they looked. A I'm not going to put any sort of bandage on these things. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Why would you? You need to. You need to have those at the ready to show people. Right. Yeah, I uh, gotta show off those uh, '80s abs, though, right? For William Cat, it's like, oh, oh yeah, look, I work out. Yeah, it looked it all is. right. <clears throat> hey, greatest American hero producers, still got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's uh, he was out there. You know, it's funny. I keep going back to this thing you said earlier, Randy. That it's the same character, and it really is. And having just yeah. watched that that show, the pilot of that show, it's fresh in my mind. And it really straight up is the same guy. I don't think he was ever given yeah, a role yeah. that challenged him out of that space. I think it was always just going to be him. And that was okay, and he had his time, and that's great and all, but it was never going to be more than this, you know? Like, this was it for him. Right. Speaking of mm-hmm. speaking of other actors, I was trying to look up uh, the, the grocery boy who announced himself, mm-hmm. not as, mm-hmm. not as, uh, not as oh. Jimmy, Ted, or whatever, as, it's the grocery boy! <laughs> James Calvert, the actor, he wins IMDb Best Photo of the Week because it's just the side of his arm it's- from this movie. It's all, oh, really? it must be all he ever did. It's a picture <laughs> of the stairs is yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's stairs and his arm in the corner. Oh, that is hilarious, yeah. It's wow. unbelievable that this is the photo of it. Like, again, guys, if you're ever on IMDb, just fix your photo. Like, it's, it. it's, so, it's so cool it's that you're right. on IMDb. Yeah. He's been a pretty good bit of stuff. Uh, 
He's been in a pretty good bit of things. Yeah. Oh no, really? he's been around, done yeah. done things. It's well, funny you think that they'd have a better photo, but yeah, his second photo is him running out of the room with uh, hanging grandma in the foreground. I mean, it's yeah. you know, you always you kind of want to assume that this is the picture that's also on their SAG card. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 I always think that the kid uh, at the beginning there, the grocery kid, was the yeah. um, is related to. Now what's his name? Uh, he played uh, Robin in the Batman and Robin movie. Uh, oh, uh, right. Uh, yes, right. In the nipple, in the nipple Batman. Nipple movie. Batman. Uh, yes, nipple, nipple, Batman. nipple Robin. Shit, I can't think of his name. Odell, O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. There you go. Yeah. Uh, right. I think that's. Yeah, right. I think that's right. Yeah, he looks yeah. just like him. And at first, I thought it was him, and then my brain huh. went, "No, wrong timing. That he'd be much huh. younger than this here. So who is this?" It'd be and crazy if that was him. I well, thought it was his brother or something uh, or some relative. It is, but. it is like the tropiest of tropes, though. The whole, like, I'm coming to a house. I'm knocking on the door. Uh, no one's answering. But as I knock, the door slowly opens. And I'm just going to walk in. And <laughs> yeah. then I discover the thing. He's so a grocery like, boy. He has he has the right well, he's sure he has. No one will question have, me. Yeah, but he the, does have the right, and he also does have the the, the tropiest grocery bag, which has it didn't have a loaf bread. of bread sticking out oh, the top, did, but yeah. it did have yeah. lettuce sticking out the top. So that's yeah, yeah. I do love a tro- bag, I love a tropy bread, grocery yeah. bag. That's awesome. It's a bottle of wine because it's, it's such an right. afterthought. <laughs> it's such an afterthought. No director or writer is going to focus too much on it. They're just like, well, just have a little right. bit of produce sticking out the top. Everyone need, will know. We need to show the groceries. How do we show the groceries? You can have anything in that bag if you don't show the groceries. I would also say, and I think that scene establishes this for the rest of the movie. It's daytime yeah. horror. This is not. Yeah. Yeah. A, oh, this yeah, is not a point. nighttime horror movie. Everything happens in broad daylight, or you know, in the house. Very, very well lit. Yeah, and even, there's yeah, yeah there's even, never even a, the midnight scenes. Right. The, d- the descending into down the rope scene is super dark, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just useless. Like the whole sequence, I'm just like. Okay, he's hanging from a rope. He's hanging from a rope. <laughs> yeah, but if he, I actually a stop motion, liked, stop motion demon pterodact- uh, pterodactyl with a flip oh, the gun around and fire. Oh yeah, Skel- that was yeah. awesome. I love that. Was Bat Bat Boy with wings is what it was, right. and I loved yeah. it. I I thought I thought that entering the void scene was very just. It was such a juxtaposition to the lightly brit, lightly brightly lit everything, and it all just I thought it was great. Yeah, I, no. I, there's no, there ain't nobody who can do that on a rope except Greatest American Hero. No author of novels. No author of novels. No writer of words. Like that. Yeah. Nobody's who's got multiple published, you know, top New York bestsellers is going to act like that. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you who does a great creepy old lady, and that's Susan French. Uh, Remind me the one that grins. The she's Mm -hmm. like the aunt or the sister or whatever. I guess the sister of the. Yeah, the the yeah. old woman who kills yeah. herself. No, not. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the one that was there later that smiled at the cop. Is that the same lady? Yeah, that's her. That's, that's, the, that's the flashback. That's the oh, yeah. I that scene confused me. That was her. Yeah, that, okay, that was her, and that was the basically the flashback of uh, you know when they lost their son and she's in there. Here's <laughs> the thing, to, though. Right, the thing. they're bad at in flashbacks. all the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really bad because yeah, William Cat doesn't look eight years younger in any of them right. at all. Yeah, right, that's. That bothered me, and that in the Vietnam scenes, because the average age, as we know, was none of 19, thanks to the song. Uh, and those guys were, like, way older. Uh, yeah, especially Rich, Richard Mall just did yeah. not look like he belonged in Vietnam so at funny. all. Yeah. I agree. My, by the way, I picked up this awesome piece of trivia about Richard Mall. Oh, sweet. Um, what do you got? So, uh, uh, something that you may not know 
if you've never spent any time in Utah, is that for a, a long time they've had their own Mormon film industry. Mm-hmm. And it's very insular, and they make movies for people to watch about Mormonism, about Mormon family life, and so on. And there's this whole series of movies. And uh, Richard Mull star- starred in one called Brigham. Yep. He played and Brigham Young. He played Joseph Smith. Oh, Joseph Smith. Hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. I and got that backwards. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's just amazing on several levels. Right. Yeah. But the, the main one is that he played Joseph Smith, and he is six foot eight. Yeah, it's and a I just, it's a horrendous love- it's a horrendous thing. It's, I've never seen it, but the, you're right about this. So there's like this, you know, the Kirk Cameron movies that are like the Christian yeah, movie thing. Yeah. There's that whole thing here. There is a mm-hmm. small and not nearly the. It used to be kind of a big deal, like in the I'd say the late '90s, early aughts. Everybody was rushing out to see these movies that everybody culturally felt like, oh, this is kind of about us. Let's go see these, and uh, they were super pandering and they sucked and it's all bad, but. That particular one may have been close to the nail in the coffin for the whole movement. Like it was so badly re- received, and everybody could not believe Richard Mall was in that role. That I think that may have just been it for the whole idea. Like there, so, cool. the, the the best one out here uh, is, in my opinion, is this. It was a, there was a movie called Church Ball, and Church Ball. this is a very this again very local cultural thing, but. Man, Mormons love their basketball. They love it. Every church has a basketball full-size court in it. Everybody plays basketball all the time during the week. There's young men's basketball. There's old guy basketball. Girls are playing basketball. Everybody's playing basketball all the time. And it's known for being highly hyper-competitive, very competitive, very nose-to-nose, angry parents, that kind of stuff. It it has this reputation. So they made this thing called church ball, and it had Fred Willard in it. As the as the bishop of the of the congregation there, and they had uh, who's wait who's Ar- uh, Arnold uh, who played Arnold? Uh, oh, uh, you want different strokes? Yeah, different strokes. Uh, I can't uh, think of his name. All of a sudden, uh, t- uh, the little guy. Uh, st- yeah. What you talking yeah, about, yeah. Willis? Okay. I can't think of his name. Gary Coleman. Uh, Gary Coleman. Gary Jeez. Coleman. Jeremy, Gary Coleman was in this thing, and that was the movie. It was super stupid, by the way. Not even really that funny. I love Fred Willard, but it wasn't great. And he ended up loving it so much out here that he bought a house in this area called Santa Quinn and lived here till he died. And that was great because I got to run into him at a restaurant once, and he's a, <laughs> he was a giant dick. So I walk oh, in there. Right. Oh, yeah. He right. was such a butthole to everybody who was like, oh, look, it's Gary Coleman. It's Gary Coleman. Hi, I loved, I loved uh, your stuff. I love you on TV and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep moving. Keep moving. He'd say things like that. He was just I, a little well, he rat. Was a security, he was a security guard by that time. So, I mean, would that be the mentality he should have? I don't know. He was really, there was some stuff there, man. And then so, when he died, dude, it was if, all. If I was given, if I was dealt the hand that he was dealt, I mean, and mm. all the crap I'm sure he's heard. I mean, what you talking about, Willis, in his face 24-7 <laughs> for many years? I mean, I'd probably be better, too. That's partly I mean, why I moved to Santa Quinn. He, uh, the word was that it, this was his final escape from all of that. He didn't have right. to face his... Keep you know, going, you freaks. This contract Keep that going. he virtually signed for a lifetime of being teased for yeah. being a child actor or whatever. And they kind of they mm-hmm. kind of approached that in this movie. They approached that whole uh, fandom uh, in-house with, uh, with our writer here having to deal with these really this parade of eighties freaks mm-hmm. who is coming into his face. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what, was there a Billy Idol lookalike in there? What was he supposed to do? There was. Yeah. Like the, right. It was a leather jacket wearing blonde hair, dude, kind yeah. of a sneer. And then you had uh over exuberant, uh, 
overweight lady and you had <laughs> creepy <laughs> creepy low talker dude i'll treasure this forever thank you yeah. <laughs> i mean so, it was like you know <laughs> again again this thing this movie leans so heavily heavily on the tropes and just doesn't even care <laughs> no it's just like yeah. here here's a trope enjoy I just want to I want to say one other thing about LDS movies because people so often <laughs> they so often say this cynically like oh uh for decades they've been you know, like Mormon Hollywood has been making these movies because they're so insular like uh if you're really if you're really into that culture you're not allowed to see Hollywood movies so there had to be this other thing for you to watch this is like and and that is wh- horseshit by the way but yeah. it's it, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, it was it was because there was a captive market, and there were lots of people who wanted to make movies of a specific type. Of yeah, a real it's also kind. it's also just gotta, relatable. That's all it is. It's like right. well, it's the same reason people listen to film tech. I love movies. These guys talk about crappy movies. I love. I like this show. Like it's like that. It's except in a yeah. more broad and, way. I love our listeners. They talk like this, <laughs> and some like of them, <laughs> and some of them uh, broke out of that bubble. Like. Like movies like God's Army or The Other Side of Heaven were were made as an LDS movie and and broke out. Like Other Side of Heaven has Anne Hathaway, and like that's a, you know an early opportunity for a great performer to perform in a film. Mm-hmm. And then in the last few years, it's gone crazy. And I'm telling you, you've got to look into some of these things. There's there are some LDS movies called Saints and Soldiers that are awesome. Like, oh, yeah, they're they're making real exciting war films <laughs> in in Salt Lake City. Uh, seriously, like so the Saints and Soldiers series is I don't know how many movies anymore. And they've got awesome names, you know, mm. like subtitles like right. I don't right. know, Saints and Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Big time. Saints something. and Soldiers was the most mainstream one. That thing got like, a, well, it had I think the cinematographer is like a Spielberg guy. Tag, tagged around there's, with him all the time and there's one called saints and soldiers airborne creed yeah it's a dumb <laughs> it's, like, it's a that, dumb sequel that's so cool though like there's this whole world of movies that a lot of people just don't know yeah about, and you don't need to yeah. for the most part although saints and soldiers is actually pretty good it's just imagine a, imagine a movie a war movie a world war ii movie where there's a the character one of the characters faith is is a, is a part of the story that's all those are those are really lightly uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put them in the same Mormon Hollywood category, but the ones that are like about missionaries or the ones that are, you know, very specific cultural references or something. Those are. I think we're done with those. They don't really do those anymore. I mean, there's. Oh, I, really? I, I say that, but there's a sequel out right now, and and it's only showing locally. That's a sequel to something that they made in the nineties. And I don't know why it even exists. So I guess that's still happening, but it's nothing like it was. Like this was God's Army, that whole era, which was yep, right. whenever that was. That was it was huge for a little while. Like, but it was absolutely a not not a trend. What's the word? Uh, a fad. Fad. A fad. Thank you. It was a fad. We everyone kind of moved on from it. So anybody still doing that is sort of. You know, doing it against the, the way. Yeah, it's they, not. They've more moved on to uh, dog reincarnation movies. Yeah, I'm into those. <laughs> those are great. Right. I love House one. Five, the missionary trip. That's what we <laughs> That sounds all right. Uh, anyway, hey, check this out. Uh, you want to know the gross thing? I thought I have a gross thing. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I think I. Um, it's not him putting the rubber hand in his mouth and biting it. No, right? no, no that's but fine. I think that it has to do with his mouth. 
It does yeah, have to do with William Cat's yes. mouth, yes. Touching a fish gonna... teeth and then putting your finger in your mouth? Nope, but also, also, oh, there you go. I yes. And this is a gross thing across the board. When people have a cut on their finger and they yeah. suck their own blood. Why do mm. people do that? I hate it. It's not just Don't movies. I know people who do it in real life. And when I see it, I want to run the other direction as fast as I can. I cannot stand it. It is guys, so gross to me. Guys, listen, listen to me. This is an important PSA. Don't put your mouth microorganisms into an open wound on your skin. <laughs> I mean, I have. Look, I've got blood in me, but I don't want blood in me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I went, yes. there's, there's two levels of inside me, yeah. and one yes. level is not acceptable. Yeah. Once it's been decided that this is blood that's leaving my body, I don't right. need to put it back in. Right. If, it, if this is in the tubes of the body, that carry the blood that's fine but not the digestive tubes yeah i don't that doesn't belong there i shouldn't be in my mouth it should not be all over my face or my hands i shouldn't have blood anywhere near those places so right. don't be doing that if you got a cut what you do here's what you do you go run it under cold water in the under the uh, faucet which will help you uh, kind of coagulate and seal that thing up mm -hmm. uh, plus it'll help it'll numb it and then you go get yourself a band-aid and then you're done for the day that's it. Right. You don't drink it. You don't turn around and go, oh, mm, mm, I'm keeping mm. I'm keeping I'm keeping this inside. Mm, out, blood outside bad. Yeah. But inside good. Blood inside good. Yeah. It's so sick to me. Ugh. It's just it's a thing I've always had. So this movie just brought it out again. Yeah. There was yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I, also, I knew it would bother Scott. Yeah. I also. Well, whatever. Don't drink your own blood. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Drink. But other you, you have you have a there's got to be a word for for mouth phobias right <laughs> putting things in your mouth and that's there's got to be a word for that what's what's the word having uh, something in your mouth phobia is that sure a uh, oral fixation uh, uh there you go oral yeah. i bet it's oral phobia or something like that well oral, it's not just anything in your mouth foreign I can, foreign oral <laughs> i put toothpicks in my mouth i put food in my mouth i chew on my i chew my own nails sometimes right. um usually i just start them with my teeth and then tear them off with my hand but it's, so bad, see, it's a bad gross. it's a bad that, habit yeah. no no that's it's a, gross it is it's Don't a bad habit God, and it's gross sick. you're right it's gross <laughs> but it's so it's not like i've got this thing with all sorts of stuff in your mouth i don't care about any of that right. it's just it's your own things. blood here's what mm, doesn't right. go in your mouth blood urine poo or earwax don't put or boogers don't put any of that in your mouth <laughs> boogers, yeah boogers bad how about scabs can you put scabs in your mouth no oh that? my no, gosh uh, no <laughs> I, just, I guess this is blood yeah i guess no yeah, bodily guess. excretions of any kind no go in your mouth blood is and a, platelets and yeah that kind of stuff. And, is a fingernail yeah. a bodily excretion because people put that in their mouth all the time and it freaks me out uh yeah i mean i me wouldn't too. put so when i bite my nails and the, the nail is never in my mouth it doesn't well, it's in your mouth because it's in, like it's it's between your teeth and your teeth are in yeah. your mouth. Yeah, so, so I but tear... it doesn't stay in your mouth. Right, it but you don't digest yeah. it. Yeah, but I don't. You, you I do don't this. rip it off and go. Ah, mm, oh, this nail right, is so right, good. Right. I don't do that. Right. I I don't even spit yeah, them but... out. I start them with my teeth and then I kind of pick at them with my finger. It's gross. I know. God, God, I love doing this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you got any kind of blood, pus, gunk, gook, got gook, oh. whatever yeah. coming out of your body, yeah. do not yeah. put it back in. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. How can how can pus be a part of your body, body but still be so get away from me? Well, it's important. Thing. It's important to your body. Like it helps. It's it's the yeah. fight. The fight is happening in real time when you see pus. Like you are being you are surviving because your white this blood cells are going grosser down. than the whole movie we watched. So we should see that and go, oh, that's great. Look at all this infection. <laughs> this is good because our body's fighting off this infection. But really, it's disgusting. Right. 
Yeah. I agree with you, Dunaway, but this conversation's way more entertaining. It had to. It had to yeah. be had. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know who I loved in this movie? What? I loved Harold's dog because they never flat out said, "Hey, look, this is Harold's dog." But the dog was constantly being just as invasive as Harold. Oh. And oh, you occasionally see well, and Harold with the dog. One, it's used for one purpose: to run around with the hand in its mouth and right. Tear well, out and the when trash. we first. When we first meet Harold, he's walking the dog, and the he as we're about to cut away from that scene, he says, "Okay, let's go, boy," and then the dog barks, "Okay," <laughs> and it was like, like yeah, and it's like whose dog does that? And I thought about yeah. it, I was like, okay, nobody's dog does that, but you really should train your dog to respond to you every time you talk because that's really funny, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't find a cat in the bucket. I'm sorry, a chick in the bucket. I did find a cat in the bucket, I guess. Uh, that's the only thing they they very clearly showed that the ant had a cat outside and he uh he ran away but you mean in the no well you mean in the very opening, very opening. Uh, scene when they're walking around the house right because you have to have that if it's a scary movie right sure. you think it was her cat i mean it was just on the porch it could have it could be neighborhood cat it could be neighborhood cat but right. it is that uh, i've actually made note of that because i was impressed that um, cause it's a single long shot of the camera going around the house. And then just as they round the corner, the cat runs across and they add a little sound effect of the same thing that you hear in every other movie, but the timing, and then it's, you go around that alcove and there's not a, a space where there could be a PA pushing right. the cat or, you know, <laughs> like right. a, like a box where the cat was kept was, being tipped so over. You're, you're... You're you're suggesting a possible happy accident that they were coming around, tracking around the house, and so. suddenly cat runs out and says, it "Perfect, easily, add some foley work to that. We're done." It's it just a well-trained cat that yeah. you know somebody's off to the side saying, "Here, yeah. kitty," and then the cat it's runs just, across. It's a well-trained cat, Seriously. or it's a cat that doesn't like cameramen, right? I, I, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, you could it, it, back. You didn't have laser pointers then, but I'll bet you, you could just, <laughs> oh, you yeah, could just but, train it with like life so much like easier. A, you know, like uh, with a fishing fly, you know, like one of those things. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. They had, they had a lot of good fishing references in here. Could have done that. Uh, so I was, yeah. just, I was just glad that they didn't go any further because a lot of movies, especially horror movies, feel like they need the, the cat jump scare. So I kept waiting for the cat to jump out of the medicine cabinet because he was constantly opening doors. Also, by the way, uh, our character, our, our hero, I've never seen somebody rifle through drawers so often is this man just angrily jerking just, drawers open and rifling yeah. through. It's because well, his aunt doesn't keep anything where you think she nothing, should. Nothing. <laughs> I I absolutely love... Good sound movie. effect, by the way. Drawer rifling <laughs> sound <laughs> effect, by the way. I absolutely love these big Victorian houses. I love that this has become the staple of all, you know, horror movies. Um, mm. I, think, I think it's a little bit overused. Like, as soon as I saw the house, I was like, oh, right. another one of those... Yeah, you know, like it, and it's not. It, and it's also it's not just horror movies, but it's also comedies, right? You, you kind of feel like you're looking at Full House or Money mm-hmm. Pit or something like that, you know. So like, it's a little too obvious. I don't know. Right. Just, right. And I, that's a good point. And I I want to just mention. Uh, I don't know if it's because I live in a certain area and I'll always have my entire life. And there's a lot of ranch style houses here. I have never lived or been anywhere where I stayed the night where there is an opportunity for me to climb out of a window and onto the roof. Mm. Is that, is that common in other in areas? That you guys have? 
Yeah. I mean, do you guys live in areas like that? I've never experienced it. I've always been curious, but that's always how people seem like there's a lot of escapes through the roof by jumping out a window a lot of times. Yes. In movies. Yes. My first, my first girlfriend in high school had lived in a house <laughs> right. where you could, you could go like the weirdest thing was you, the best escape onto the roof was out of the upstairs bathroom, mm. which was, which was just bizarre. Like, like I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then, Oh, where, where the, <laughs> I'm stopping right people on the roof. Ago? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, you just, you just like exit. Like, there's a huge window. Right. You just go right out, and now you're on the roof, and now you just hop down into the backyard, and off you go. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, there so you go. So, so foreign to me. Just, just so foreign because I've never experienced it, and I can never relate. I know it's a trope in the movies all the time, mm-hmm. but I've just never mm-hmm. experienced it. You just got to live somewhere where there's older houses. These, <laughs> right. these, like I say, these and, Victorians were built in you know the earlier 20th century. And if, and if you don't have one of those, then you've got to have a trellis that can support the weight of a human. <laughs> right. that goes up conveniently right yeah. next to the daughter's window <laughs> right yeah. uh, i lo- i i could not figure out how the grandma hung herself i, I like, uh, every yeah, time yeah, we see that had, room i'm like what was the rope she, hanging from she didn't have beams so she would have had like oh yeah, i didn't even think of this you're right there i didn't no, either no ceiling beams, fan maybe maybe it looked no, like what, it wasn't in the center of the like room she hung herself from a light fixture but i'm sorry those things don't hold more than 10 no. pounds. No, no plus, way, plus yeah. there's no, there was no stool or anything underneath her. Like, nope. how'd you get up there? That's a good mm. question. Well, yeah, it's a haunted so house. Anything's you're, possible. You're supposed to believe that the ghosts did it. Like, she didn't want to die, but the ghosts hung right. her. Tricked her. Which is, which they tricked is fine, her into it. But yeah. it just, the movie just doesn't have an internal consistency about what the, the spirits are after and what they can do. Right. Mm. Um, By the way, that that actress we were talking about earlier, Susan French, she uh, we've seen her in Flatliners as the um, the terminal lady. Well, yeah, the terminal lady that dies and makes Julia Roberts uh, sad right. and and decide to do the flatline. Sad. Yeah, you gotta well, do it. You gotta check it out. You get a flatline. It's the best. Did you uh, <laughs> did you guys notice? Uh, I don't know if I was the only one, but the the pool that he found us or that went with his he was son his son was in the pool the pool that was out in the grotto looking thing. Right, that looked like the Playboy Mansion Grotto pool. I was, I was <laughs> Did, sure of right it. Right with the rocks yeah. and the. Uh... <laughs> I was sure of it. In fact, I I just, I went down this dark hole looking around, like where can I, where can I find this? Where can I find this? And I was looking up all these websites trying to Honey, find out where, where's a picture it's of the grotto. Two a.m. Why are you looking at porn? <laughs> I was looking at. How did, you, how did you get there? I actually got to a point where I had a photo of the grotto up next to a screen cap from the movie where he's in there oh, with the kid, really? and I'm still not. Totally sure that it's not the grotto. It's not the the grotto. (laughs) It's hard to say for sure because the angles are slightly different, but it just reminded me of all. Anytime you've ever seen that grotto, which is always in some video or, you know, some old newsreel of uh, freaking half the people at Studios 51 stop by the Playboy Mansion today and. Mm-hmm. Look at the ladies prance around like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It looks look how just thick like the a, water's getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look how viscous. How viscous. Yeah. <laughs> that's gross. That's that's, that's your thick and liquid that. right there. I do like that we both went right to viscous too. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah. Did anyone else notice George Went seemed to have a weird sunburn on his head the whole movie? Was that just me? <laughs> uh, I thought I thought that was that uh that alcoholics rosacea thing that happens. Oh, is that is that, is that, that a thing? Much, I don't know what that yeah, is. Too much. Too much alcohol creates the it was, well it was mostly his forehead face. it was like his forehead had a white like that's a, because he was sleeping most of the time he was sleeping <laughs> almost entirely they they actually shot him when he was on that one mattress that was where he was at actually the whole time he didn't even it's, have like a dressing room that was his thing 
it's dressing because, mattress. It's because anytime you're not seeing George Went in this movie, he's at Cheers. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Norm! Norm! Right. Hey, by the way, that's funny you say that. Did we ever see Norm's wife? Or sorry, Went's wife in this? We never did, right? No, because she... we. Did we apply, imply that she had left him? No, I thought she was still. I thought he said she was still with him, and we just never got to see her. And it, thought, it made me think: is that just in George Durant's writer that any role he has, the wife, like Vera, was never seen right, on? Right, true story. On uh, on Cheers, wow. so maybe yeah. he can never show his character's <laughs> spouse. Well, he was sleeping alone when he did that weird wake up thing, where he's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, oh, that was another one of those sitcom moments." Yeah. 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 What is that noise? And he's oh. clutching, clutching, hard fisting a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Like that thing is attached yes, to the right. palm of his hand. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he's jumping up, fighting, swinging around a, a fire a fire poker. Yeah. And, and me and the and sloshing around Jack Daniels. I, I don't I don't like a I don't like a dis when I say disembodied, disembedded uh, mattress. Just on the floor. Right, right. Doesn't make yeah, that uh, yeah, if, don't it, like if it's it. sitting flat on the floor, something's Something about it. Right. Yeah, right. everything that, about and that. And was that grandma's, like, did she just have a room that just had a mattress in it? Or did <laughs> no, put, I guess, no, no. I he, guess he put that in there when he was doing all the cameras. Yeah. Well, he, he brought in because he was using that uh, uh, yeah. cat's, he was using that as a shield. It was the when he was opening Oh, the, right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That creature sucked. That was a dumb creature. Dude, I oh, disagree. Yeah. That creature was awesome. It was the, what was it, the monster of war or something? It had all the, the, all the faces. Hit. That I kind of uh, liked, right? All the faces yeah. in there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it. And I liked how it, it was kind of weird because I, when I watched it, I, I rewound it because I was like, okay, I want to see what else is on there. It's amazing how slow that lumbers out of the closet because it, I thought it was a jump scare, but it wasn't really. It how, slow, how slow the production assistant pushes it out on a dolly, right. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a super slow. It's just like, rawr. it wasn't supposed to be the same creature as the tentacled one inside the mirror, right? That's a different, different creature. No, I, I think that, yeah, there was a, t- the mirror void was totally different creatures than anything else. I'd seen. Yeah. Cause Even when he was first getting pulled in into it, it was some kind of octopus tentacle stuff yeah. grabbing him. And then when he went in, it was yeah. that flying demon. You're head. thinking of closet creatures, totally separate, from mirror okay. creatures. I just, I just think it's uh, one of the things that I don't like about haunted house movies is that the creatures should not be affected by physical weapons. So when he is like cutting right. at it with his straight razor and it's mm-hmm. working, I'm just yeah. sort of annoyed because I am too. It's are you, are you really there then or not? Cause a minute ago you weren't really there. And so you're all just an apparition to scare people. You shouldn't be affected by a blade. Right. And that annoys so me. So the, the question I kept coming, that kept coming to me as I was watching this film was obviously uh, our you know our Vietnam vet who's having these hallucinations is being influenced by the house, and once he finds his son, did he actually find his son? I don't know. I... What do you mean? You mean? Uh, I mean, we see him with his son at the end. Do you mean is that really his son, yeah. or is, is that... that really his son, or is that some you know evil oh. entity that is? If it is, it would be setting up the the second movie fairly well. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. right. I guess so. I don't know. I hate Sometimes that kind of stuff. dead is better, and you don't want it to come back. That is We've better. seen this. Uh, what did you guys? So, so we talked. I think recently on the show about movies that we all maybe it was another show, but we all talked about movies that we saw when we were kids that really freaked mm-hmm. us out because we were kids, yeah, right? Yeah. And you see mm-hmm. it now, and you go, "Oh, big deal. That's stupid now." But at the time, it really you know freaked out. Brian was talking about his first time the other day on TMS watching. Um, uh, poltergeist. poltergeist yeah yeah and oh, yeah, and what yeah. freaked you out and you had to leave the theater for a minute and come I back did. And, I, I, under the auspices of having to go pee like well, i'm the, gonna go pee clown? 
it was the, the clown. clown. It was one hundred percent the clown. Yeah, yes. interesting. Totally the clown. In fact, I think Dunaway, you were on that day. We were doing uh, Battle Royale. I, I think I might have been, but I don't. I, I don't think I was part of that conversation. No. But I do. I yeah. do remember. Uh, I I know several people who were younger than, and the clown freaked them out. It really did. Yeah. It no, never bothered me. That was with Gidget. Uh, oh right, the, right. Yeah, she's doing movie trivia. So yeah. so uh, the reason I bring that up is this feels like one of those movies for a gener- for a certain oh, generation absolutely. of kids. Like had I seen this when it was new, I think it would have freaked me out. But even more so if you're a seven or eight year old kid. At the Absolutely. time, and in, in the year '85, you would have been. This would have been that one you'd point to, and sure enough, got like I don't know, half a dozen tweets going, "Oh, this movie scared me so bad when I was younger," and <laughs> all that sort of thing. I'm like, please watch it again it so you have. can remove it from your life because it's not scary at all. Yeah, yeah. it, it <laughs> totally yeah. would have if I'd seen it at yeah. the time. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. just blown my mind with fear because my for me at that time the movie was The Blob. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was on TV, so it had also it was the Blob edited for broadcast television on a Saturday afternoon. Like, think about how that must not have been actually objectively scary at right, all. Right. But I was a little kid, and it terrified me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's it's totally different. It's totally different when you grow up. It's uh doesn't take long. Doesn't take long for us to get bitter, turn teenagers, and it's like ah, that's mm-hmm. not scary. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh. It's scary. Yeah, I'll no show kidding. you scary. Show me scary. STDs. Oh, ah. <laughs> so those are STDs scary. from that fat, uh, fake Audra puppet. Lady. Yeah, right, Ooh. right. Gotta watch Ooh, out for she that did stuff. Have some, she had some oh. sores that I was not interested in. Yes. By the way, see, uh, while we're talking about her and and seeing this when I was 15 years old in the theater, that was the point. I think I may have talked about this uh, last time on the show. Where, um, so uh, the the Audra puppet is, uh, well, the fake the, the fake wife puppet is out there. He shoots her on the. Oh yeah, yeah. patio or the porch. Uh, mm-hmm. She goes down, and then all of a sudden, it's it's his ex-wife, and he goes up to like like uh, touch her and see if she's dead. And it's at that point somebody in our theater says she's still warm, <laughs> <laughs> implying oh, implying man. that yeah, that necrophilia is okay. That exactly. Is ah, she's still warm. Mm. Yeah. Oh wow, that's hilarious. Hey, you remember the, yeah. the Chet Parker character that was selling the house? That guy with the mustache that almost shot him with a oh yeah yeah thing. We know that actor from other stuff, but Dennis Franz was almost that guy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That would have been great. That's, that's funny. So that is a piece of trivia that I would totally believe. You know, it's always like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Bruce Willis were considered for the role of Roger. Yep. <laughs> but that I, Dennis Franz, that is a believable one. Somebody's figured yeah. out how to rate these so that they seem plausible. Well, here's let's see if this is plausible. This was a almost happened piece of trivia according to fred okay. drecker or decker the script was originally inspired by twilight zone the movie from 83 a couple years previous mm-hmm. after seeing that film decker and his friends which included ethan wiley steve miller sorry steve minor and shane black uh oh, of really? uh yeah who would you know be your um uh what do you exactly. call it what's the name of it? lethal weapon sorry lethal weapon movies oh oh okay. uh plus other stuff like kiss kiss bang bang and iron man 3 oh, and all I that gotcha. stuff anyway shane black uh, planned to make their own independent anthology movie on video, but the project was never completed. Decker used the idea for uh, his unproduced segment for the film. So he was he was going to make an anthology series and a segment for Twilight Zone, it sounds like, or at least he'd pitched one. None of it got taken or got, you know, none of it stuck. And that was this. Right. So hmm. what we are, and, and in a way, it kind of makes sense now, like tonally. Yeah. This feels mm-hmm. like a Twilight Zone segment. Yeah, absolutely. In, in in the in the kind of lots of ways, like how discordant it is with the humor, and one one moment you're supposed to be terrified, the next moment it's like, 
that weird music, that horrible cover song in the movie behind him while he's burying all the body oh, parts. You're no good. Yeah, yes. from from the worst sounding cover art. Like yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> yes, I, well, that that is definitely a we really could not afford to get the Linda Ronstadt version and do yeah. as close do as close as you can to even her her improvisations during the song of the. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's 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 it. It was just I terrible. enjoyed Horrible. it. It added it added to the it added it added to the direction in which I needed to see this film. It's like, okay, do I need to take this film a little more serious, or do I need to hear this song? Yes, I need this song. It falls towards cheesy, and I like it. It it fits mm. what we're presenting here. Something else I thought about, Randy. I didn't mention the shit I meant to. Mm-hmm. The kid. This the second kid. The the sexy ladies, the baby, 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 kid. Sexy, yeah. baby kid. Mar- Mary Stevens kid. He looked a lot like Will to me. So oh, for some, oh, like yeah, a younger, know. younger Will, but like you he know, he was uh, he was the director's son in real life, mm. and uh, you know, you do that right. You need a absolutely. Need a kid. You got one right there at hand. You know, yeah. He was really uh, crying at one point and it pissed me off. Yeah. Made me mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't yeah, like that. Was an like acting because he was making him watch that uh, stupid soap opera, and the, right. and the actor kid didn't even want to watch that stupid soap opera. <laughs> Plus, in the eighties, you know, we used to we you know what we used to do in the eighties. Of course, that was that was still we still probably could tell him his dog was dead or something. You know, right? Yeah. Are you still pinch, if you have a baby, you're like, we need this baby to cry in this scene. Pinch it. Right. Like pinch it. Yeah, that's not good. I don't I don't know right. why kids cry in older movies. When they do, it really oh, upsets me. What Harold Roach had like all kinds of horror stories, right? From yeah. Little Rascals. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They used to. So that's awful. Scott, my my favorite piece of trivia is the uh, is one of the alternate titles. You know, like when when movies are uh, released in other regions, they often give them different titles completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Hong Kong, this movie's title was "Don't Go Into the Haunted House After Midnight." <laughs> that's the title the name of the movie that's actually that's actually a better title and more descriptive because after midnight is when uh that one apparition always shows up they never really said why but it was it was like clockwork literally and uh, so that actually gives me more joy than just house house Mm -hmm. right house 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 House. dr house that's what this is about oh we have a chick in the bucket by the way Chicken the bucket. Oh, good. <laughs> Swedish swimsuit lady. We're done. She's out. Oh, right. Yeah, she took yeah. her kit and she was out. <laughs> yeah, babysat yeah, the kid. Mark done. Mary Staven, right? Yeah, it was Tanya. a dumb. That role was useless. Nothing good. It was. Yes. It was Just not relief. It was not useless. <laughs> it, it it gave me great joy to see her crazy smiling face from the first time you see her when she's just running by and just asking the weirdest questions. It gave the movie such an uncomfortable feeling that I just don't think would have been there without having her there. And George went leering at her. Yeah. Uh, is that a sapling? Right. Is that a sapling? <laughs> just the oh, worst man. representation for women, anyone of oh, color, like yeah. the, the, the closest you got were the guys that dropped like flies in Vietnam. And mm. they just were there to stand up for a second and then fall over as if Richard Maul was just tearing them all to pieces. Just a what about what uh, about Mindy Sterling's role? I thought she was fairly fun as uh, one of the rabid fans in the line. Oh, that uh, line yeah, is great. I liked the line. Yeah, that was great. I didn't know Mindy Serling was in that. She's in that. Who yeah, is that? Yeah, that was her. Mindy, she was. The, she wait, was Mindy Serling, who does uh, Scott in uh, Austin Powers? Yes, correct. Correct. Oh, that was her. In her? Line. No yeah. way. Yeah, it she was in the bookstore. Her. She was. Yeah, so much fun. Woman in the bookstore. I made a. I made a gif of her freaking out. 
Yeah. Oh, look at her. She's lovely. Well, how does she? She's a lovely lady. How does she look like that? Those other people, but then look like she's beautiful. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a little blown away. Makeup. I mean, I just, you know, expected her to not look like that for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Austin oh. Powers, gold member, all that stuff. And then she was in um, this. So there you go. There you go. Does a lot of voice work. Looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does voice work. Yeah. Mm. Gold. She's on the Goldbergs. Plays Linda Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. She's one of the Yentas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that's that's kind of great. What a cool little career she's having. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. I have. You want clips? I have clips from it. You from have. This movie. Oh my yeah. God. How did How did you have time to capture all the clips? Well, to be honest, I didn't find too many that I were just like great no, so or it's more, it is more, more of a visual, visual. Yeah. this is yeah. no film is way more visual but still there's it's gotta like, be some it's like 10 clips here or something but i'll play them for you here's this uh realtor dude who was almost dennis franz walking around this will make a great guest house bathroom over there knock through a door hot tub jacuzzi kitchenette goes here hey you know got a nephew named monty's in the construction business works cheap he could do a heck of a job with this place Worst comes to worse, person could uh, lease out the big house and move in here. Yeah, he's just you know what I mean. And the phrase is "worst comes to worst" yeah. because, yeah, it's it's not "worst comes to worse." <laughs> That's true, yeah. right? Isn't that the right way yes. to say it? Worst comes to worst because you're saying, "Ooh, something bad just got to the worst it could be." Yeah, you're right. absolutely and, right. People get that wrong and all he the was, time. And uh, who was that actor? Because he was in a lot of TV shows. Uh, during that time, uh, his prior. name yeah. is. Hold on, I have it right always, here. Uh, he his name is Michael kind of Michael Enzine or Enzin. He said. Mm. Uh, oh. Played Chet Parker. He was. Hold on a second. He was in Ghostbusters, Titanic, yeah, Solaris, yeah. War lots Games, stuff. lots of. He stuff. He always plays. He always plays this this role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, he's a judge a lot on TV. <laughs> oh, he's he's so what was he in Ghostbusters? Hotel Manager. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no idea it would be so much. Right. I'm not paying it. Right. Right. Yes. It's also one of our uh, Star Trek connections. He played uh, Lojal in this episode Forsaken. Lojal. Yeah. Huh. Of uh, DS9. He was anyway. a voice, uh, did voices for Bioshock 2. Oh, yeah, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. He had a lot of stuff. Holy cow. Yeah, he's, he's busy. A lot. Busy B. Mm-hmm. Here is, uh, here's some angry acting. It's the house. Will you shut up? Will you shut up just for once, you old Bat. You ever call an old person an old bat? Yes. Yes, all the time. Not yeah. not not lately, but yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I usually call a middle-aged person an old bat. Yeah. That's like the that's like one of those things, you know, where you don't you don't use it for the intended purpose. Right. Why is yeah. it a bat? Why bat? Is it just like an old bat? Like a Because bats are wrinkly. I guess so. I other there's and and they're all up in your face. Get in my face, you wrinkly bat. Well, there's that scene in Seinfeld where he runs away with the marble rye and he calls her and he goes, Let go of the let go of the bag, you old bat and no, he goes, Let let go of the rye, you old bag. He called her a bag in that. Bag, yeah. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's a misheard thing. This has kind of morphed over time. Because both ways, I guess, kind of makes sense, I suppose. I kind of like mm-hmm. old bag. I think bag. And that bad. woman, by the way, Kay Lenz, I mean, she's just oh, yeah. got the most the most classic seventies, eighties, <laughs> what we said was yeah. a hot woman. Look, yep, yep, yep. She, she really did. Kind of the Farrah Fawcett, you know, amalgamation of maybe five mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels all into one yep. kind of thing. <laughs> yep. 
What's her name from WKRP? Is in there a little bit? Yes, yes, or, uh, Jennifer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Lonnie yeah. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Lonnie. Anderson. <laughs> I like the. Just... Well, her character was Jennifer Marlowe, but <laughs> sure. Like the. I the... just asked. Yeah. I just asked Google to fill in the blank. You old blank, and Google decided it was either you old coot, you old wow. sailor, or you old so and so. Does does uh, <laughs> you can play fill in the blank with uh, with your Echo? No, with his he's talking no, about I just his went to Google browser. Oh, yeah, Google, Google, oh, Google yeah. the hell out of you old and what now? Yeah. Oh, I was really hoping that if you did that with your uh, Echo, it'd go wink, as you as you waited. Yeah, uh, mine say you old coot, you old sailor, you you old meme, you old so and so, you old gif, you old sailor, yeah. you gif. You old fart, you old town road, oh and you old scutter. Oh, you old town road. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's an old scutter? Let's look that up. You old scutter. Way, that sounds like a boat term. It does. Scutter. By the way. It's a crazy, I'm annoying a... old person is what it says. Sorry. Go ahead, Randy. Go ahead. I am. I cannot remember the last time a song was number one as long as Old Town Road has been Oh, my one. gosh. It's well, really no, that's, it's it got is... the record. It's. Oh, it my is, gosh. It has beaten I... Mariah Carey and... and uh, one sweet day, whatever that. Uh, I can't that stand way. it. I feel like the world's gone insane. I think it's a bad song. Yeah, I don't understand what's happening. This song, this song is fine. It's, it's just fine. we've 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 met maximum usage of it. I'm in a line the other day, and the lady behind me gets a phone call, and that's her ringtone. Yeah, that makes and me want to die. Asked, I want to die. Yeah. To hear that. So, and then and then at work, I got asked like that same day. I got asked to post a, a video parody of that onto our website that had related educational tones to, to electrical power. And I'm like, Oh, that's enough, enough. So this, this, it's, it's strange to me because, uh, it's been number one since April. And Mm -hmm. that means that every baby born on planet earth since (laughs) April has only lived in a world where old town road was number one. (laughs) And I said that to some neighbors who was hanging out by the pool a week ago, Friday evening. And I just made that little joke. To a bunch of neighbors and they were like what what are you talking about i'm like old town road and no one had ever heard of it and i oh felt like God. i was in the twilight zone it's like wow. yeah. how could you have not heard of this song <laughs> you, were in, your, you right. were in your own version of the yesterday movie where like right. you could yeah. you can now write that do that song and make millions and millions of dollars <laughs> at, first, at first you're at first you're wondering and then you're like how do i live the life that you live how do well, i get well, a, away that too yeah <laughs> uh let's see here's a clip how about this one this is uh where did it go here we go norm goes to town hey it's great to have a new neighbor woman lived here before you was nuts biggest bitch under the sun just a senile old hag really wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her you know what i mean she was my aunt heart of gold though just a, a saint really and, uh, right out of cheers for her age. Mm-hmm. Would you like some dinner? It's totally out of cheers. Yeah, exactly. Right out of cheers. Yeah. All that's missing yeah. is Cliff and a laugh track. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. This is. They just asked him to come on and be Norm. All right. That's here's your. Uh, here's the good. I like this from him as well. So, uh, what's all this cameras for upstairs? Do you believe in ghosts? Well, what kind of ghosts? My aunt thought this house was haunted. No offense, Raj, but your aunt was Looney Tunes. I like that. Your aunt was Looney Tunes. It's a good phrase. You're Looney Tunes. I'm going to use it more. Yeah, I like it. Kids won't know. Kids won't get it. But yeah, yeah. Let's bring it. it. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Here's some bad dialogue. Hi, Sandy. I tried to call, but there was no answer. I was worried about you, Roger. 
What are you doing here? I wanted to see you. What are you doing with that gun? She's just... I know she's supposed to be kind of weird because she's about to be a creature. Okay? I get it. Right. But I don't like her. Yeah, I don't like... Yeah. I don't care for her attitude. One bit, Missy. I really don't. I just, just don't like right? the acting. Oh. I can't imagine if mm-hmm. you... If you came along and were like, hi, and this was my response. Oh, hi. Right. I Well, <laughs> you know... Like... Yeah. Yeah. I think I... I I couldn't decide. I was like, ah, I hate that kind of character. But I was like, ah, it kind of makes sense because she's, she's in a divorce because she could never get, she could never get her husband to move on about the child. And she wants to move on with life, but she still loves him and is very soap opera. Right. Yeah. And so she kind of falls into, she's even doing soap opera now. So she kind of falls into that whole role and represents that culture so in one ways i was annoyed because i hate it in other ways i'm like well how are you gonna play it did they actually make did it ever make sense why the kid was sucked into the house i i think he was actually kidnapped and that's the reason why i think uh roger cobb's character uh when that child is not his child i think that is just okay. his desire his desire for his child but to you return. don't think he's real okay I mean, if he yeah. is real, what's a little bit weird is he hasn't aged. It's a little like Endgame or something where that's that's why I think he's an apparition. Peter I mean, Parker comes we, back and is like, "Oh, it's five years were, later." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've got we've seen movies, sci-fi movies before, where somebody goes into another dimension and they don't age, sure. and then they come out of that other dimension and they're but the it, same age they were when they. But were it makes yeah. right, but it only makes it. Only, it doesn't make sense that uh, Big Ben is actually the thing that is haunting the house because that's what you would have to believe because you would believe that Big Ben came along and took the kid, but it didn't. The house took the kid. And so that's just... And do I have it right that Richard Maul wouldn't have done all this had what's-his-name just killed him and put him out of his misery? Right, it Mm -hmm. was revenge. But once again, this is William Katz... (laughs) <laughs> that's shitty revenge, though. That's ter- That's dumb revenge. Right. He didn't why have not, the heart to yeah. kill his why friend. To, I mean, why not hunt uh, Roger's house instead of his aunt's house? Yes. I mean, even if you do, if you didn't know that, right. That Roger was eventually going to go there. But it's not even not just, justified. It's like you, you. Uh, oh, so wait, the guy who didn't have the heart to end you because mm-hmm. he liked because you were his friend. Now I'm gonna, I'll get you one day through your aunt's haunted right. house. I'm like, come on. That's, what what that's was bad. presented doesn't make sense to me, and wherever that happens, my mind immediately starts to think of other theories. So that's the reason why I cannot accept your reality. All we right. are shown the car that contains the kidnapped child mm-hmm. squealing away. Yeah, that's right. true. We see, like it is. There is no doubt that the kid was kidnapped. Right. You know, like I, I don't understand why that there isn't more made of that. Why do we? Why do they show us that? And then, okay, on with the rest of the movie. Everything about that kid is handled weird. It's like kidnapping. They underreact. Uh, he's, uh, he, they think he's dead or t- you know he's gone or whatever from the family, and they're all well. We just need to move on. Like none of that is none of that happens in real life. Like they, I just didn't buy any of that stuff. The kid to me was an anomaly. I didn't like it the way mm-hmm. they handled it. I don't think anyone on their set understood kids, and I would point to the director's kid who they made cry for some reason and then filmed it. I don't want to be in your stupid movie, Dad. I hate this. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> it's awful. All right, here's the uh, 21 Jump Street captain. I don't know if you guys noticed him. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Here he is talking. 
Mr. Cobb, I know this is a funny question, but you wouldn't happen to be the same Roger Cobb who wrote Blood Dance, would you? Blood Dance. So, uh, so that's uh, yeah. what's his name? Got to find his name. Mm. Yeah, he it was he wore a mustache on the uh, TV series. He, he I always loved his. Here he is, Stephen Williams. Stephen Williams. Yeah. And we all know him from a million things. He was in Blues Brothers. He was in X-Files. Right. He was in that recent It movie, um, Jason Goes to Hell. In fact, I think we saw him in Jason Goes to Hell. Let me watch that one. Maybe I'm getting confused with his mustache in X-Files and not in 21 Jump Street. Or did he have it for both? He had it for both, I believe. All right. He was in True right. Detective, the first True Detective season. He was in... Oh, the good one. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I take that back. He's in the new one, which is supposed to also be good. Oh. It's also good. Not as good as, as season one, but Mahershala yeah. Ali, man, elevates everything he's in. He's uh, for Supernatural fans who are all in mourning because their show's ending. He yeah. was Rufus Turner for a bunch how of years. How could you be a more? How could you be mourning mourning for Supernatural? It's ran for like what twenty seasons. I mean, yeah, it's, it's true. We it's a good run. Yep. He was also in uh, Minority Report, the TV show. Don't worry, Brian. It's just a TV show. Okay. It's a TV show. <laughs> Short lived TV show. And then hey. um, Brian or Ivan and I would remember him from yeah. the Leftovers. He was in. Um, oh yeah, I like that show too. Show. Yes, Virgil. I guess HBO's he played. Yeah. HBO show. Is it still running? Is no, it, it, it had three no. three seasons. No. It's all over with. Three seasons, and it okay. ended. It ended exactly the way it needed to end. It was it, a good. It, it was, was a good satisfying. One of ending. my favorite most satisfying series i ever saw i love and i just want to i just want to say i agree with you brian like there's plenty of supernatural but right (laughs) supernatural but but i can't help wishing that there were there were going to be 40 more seasons because it could have been like the tv show version of a richard linklater boyhood movie where we (laughs) see these winchester brothers get old yeah that'd be cool i would like that now, don't get me wrong. I love Supernatural, and I've loved for a very long time. But it, the, you know, I'm not devastated. I, no. So, so what I'm calling for is not 40 more seasons of Supernatural. I'm okay. calling for them to keep making like three episodes a there year for the rest. Just of their one lives. would be fine. That's all yeah. they have to do. So, I have and to do. then give it to Richard Linklater, and he puts it all together. <laughs> well, so Roger Cobb. This character must have the most uh, recognizable second look face you've ever seen because everybody, when they meet him, yeah. is like, I don't know this fella. Uh-huh. Wait, are you that Roger Cobb fella? <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. Plus, those cops are just weird. I assume they, I, I had the weird assumption that they may also be haunted or they were part of the haunting because they were yeah, weird. Yeah, that, that whole scene was weird because uh, they, they came because the neighbor called because there was a shotgun shot and so then uh william Katz's character runs back to the porch with his gun while the cops are already getting out of the car sits down on the porch and starts whistling while cleaning the gun it's the weirdest <whistles> who me i've just i've been here the whole time you didn't just see me run out <laughs> yeah that that's sounds weird, right that's a weird scene here's an Man. 80 here's an 80s shit sound in this movie all right Doesn't that Love just, it. I mean, that just fills me with either dread it or nostalgia. It feels like it's right or, borrowed from a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street film. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it's yep. really bad. All right, then I wrote, the hell is this? I don't remember what it is. Here we go. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Now that we're through, feeling because I'm over you. It's so yeah. Terrible. <laughs> right. Nobody walked out of the movie saying, Oh, I gotta go get that soundtrack. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. But sadly they sold one. Did they? True story. Did they? They sold one? They oh, they, they sold a soundtrack. 
There's a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. You can purchase it. Sold one. <laughs> you can purchase it on vinyl, cassette, tape, and CD. Uh, here's uh, this lady. Oh, no, don't be silly. I understand. I can tell when a man wants to work. I can also tell when a man wants to play. <laughs> we should get together soon. Ugh. An accent that fades in and out too. Yeah, why isn't she watching her child? Why is she swimming around? I see, I see right. no child anywhere. Yeah, and he's just running around the house uh, eating scissors or something. It's, it felt yeah. like one of those. Scissors. It felt. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like one of those sped up like chipmunk effects on her voice, and she's normally sounds like uh, Yakov Smirnoff or something. <laughs> right, like a sped up Yakov Smirnoff. Right. Like, All right. Come here. over to the pool. Have fun. We'll play. <laughs> yeah. I know what men likes to play. <laughs> We will get together soon. You watch my kid? Okay, I'll be home late. Yeah, just like that. Here's a... I don't know what this is. Oh, no, don't be silly. I understand. Oh, that's what I played earlier on the show. Never mind. All right, here's a... Oh, I wrote, what is this sound? I love when I find these. Okay, so let's do this mystery sound. What is this sound? Okay. I'll play it again. Listen again. Any ideas? It's a laughing, right? A little chuckle or something? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's really funny, though. I don't know what it is, but it caught me off guard. All right, and then uh, this guy saying who. All right, that's it. All right, hey, there's your clips, everybody. Thanks for those. Here's this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. When Cheers met Night Court, check. Give Norm a fish and elite for a day. Teach him to fish for William Cat and elite for a lifetime. Yeah, didn't even talk about the fish. Don't need to talk about the fish. No, nope. watch the movie. Yeah, see the fish. Yeah, go watch the fish. Also, what's uh, what is with that V-neck sweater? It's not really a check oh, mark. That but... was. I like that sweater. <laughs> no, you don't. I was instant. I instantly hit the internet looking for that sweater. Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> if you buy one, you get to take pictures of that and send it to us because I don't believe you'd ever wear it. <laughs> that you, sweater. Was that's awesome. gonna make a bad sunburn too. Yeah. That V-neck sweater. Oh yeah! If you know me, you know I like a deep V. Oh yeah! Deep, so deep. deep V's come in three levels of deepness. There's sternum, there's belly button, and there's whoo! That's a deep V. Yeah, sounds like I a great. Want, sounds like I want that hot new Veronica yeah. Belmont podcast where she just really gets into the nitty gritty of life and daily life called Deep V. Get it now on iTunes or wherever deep you get your podcasts. Uh, By the way, I posted yeah. in the in the uh, in the Discord chat uh, a link to House One and Two, the remastered 180 gram LP of House One and House Two uh, soundtracks. So wow! Have that. Wow! Yeah. But it is it's Harry Manfredini. I bet you. I'll bet yeah. you anything yeah. that song's not on there. That that's got to you know, be covers on okay. there. I will. I will, okay. I will. I will pack it up and turn it right back around if it's not on there. We all agree, right? <laughs> We all agree that Harry Manfredini chose that name to sound <laughs> right. like Henry Mancini, right? <laughs> I think it's a made-up name like Kevin Klein gives in Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. My name is Harry Manfredini. <laughs> I'm just saying, it reminded me of that movie Boiler Room, where the name of the firm mm-hmm. is J.T. Marlin, yeah. so that people think that they're J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It's like uh, t- uh, Looking at the soundtrack... Uh, opening titles, The Abduction, Hey Raj, A Fiery Sandy Witch, Dingbat Attack, Secondhand, v- Viet Memories in the Chimney, Big Ben Chase, Cujo the Raccoon, Viet Rescue, Transparanti. Transparanti. Transparanti, there you go. Transparanti. Transparanti. Roger Gets a Hand and Close Shave. No mention 
of uh, Roger, you're no good. Roger gets a hand. Well, Roger they don't even. Hand. They don't even. It's so bad they didn't even include it. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh god, no, we're not putting that. On uh, there. Guys, it's probably not... it probably just it wasn't worth the licensing. You know, they just yeah, said, right. well, we could put it on there, but we've got to pay x amount extra in licensing and it's nobody's gonna buy it for this i could totally <laughs> see that being the case um yeah. all right star trek connections there are a number of them we mentioned one earlier but susan french she was she was aunt elizabeth she was on the original series she played sev maylor in the sixth episode called the man sev of the people maylor. yeah that's pretty cool steve suskind he played frank mcgraw here he was a pitch man in star trek 5 the final frontier I'm a pitch man. Yep. What do you want? Everyone loves a pitch man. (laughs) Uh, We mentioned the Michael Enzen character. Uh, He played Chet Parker. He was in TNG. Oh, he was in other stuff. TNG, uh, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise as various alien characters. And then finally, Felix Sela played Little Critter on TOS, appeared as a Telosian in the pilot episode, The Cage. The Cage. Who's who's Little Critter? I'm a little critter. That must have been one of the... Is that the Chimney Critters? Probably. Probably the Chuckies in the chimney. I yeah. still think that's yeah. that's one of the one of my favorite things of this. They uh, look like Chuckies good. to me. They look like two Chuckies getting out of control yeah. up in there. Uh, soundtrack great. I give it an EAS for eighties as shit. And um, <laughs> let's see. Let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in two hundred and eighty characters or less. Let's start with Randy. House. This place has it all. People who hide in the closet and you have to go in with them. Women who appear out of nowhere. A crazy neighbor who just lets himself in and catches you <laughs> doing whatever you're doing. Just like a Saturday night at Ibbotson. I saw that coming. Up. And a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Both e- nights. Every night. Every uh, night. Brian Dunaway. House. Like trying to flee from a murder scene on a moped. You can't get away fast enough. I am the grocery boy. Nice. I like that one a lot. And finally, Brian. I fumbled Ibbett. all over oh. that, and it's not really a murder scene, much as a suicide scene. Let me let me correct that. That's all right. You call autocorrect really effed with your tweet. Suicide it's fine. Scene. It's totally fine. My wife just brought my glasses. Ah. Thank you. Oh, now I can now I can see my notes. Now I can see. Uh, finally, Mr. Brian Ibbett. House. It's the Jufros versus the bald guy in this rubber horror battle royale. <laughs> Rubber horror. That's Rubber like I'm staring at light night at Ibbot's house. Yeah. <laughs> Auto correct. Maybe, maybe that's the genre. Maybe it's rubber horror. Yeah, rubber, rubber horror. Rubber horror. Rubber horror. <laughs> that's a night horror. court at Ibbot's house. I like that too. Making existence look like a Oscar winner. Uh, no True kidding. Story. Oh, look at this. This I actually just... won. This actually won some Saturn Awards. Believe it or not. Shut up. Shut up. That's not true. They used, to, they used to have nothing to give them to. The Saturn right. Awards were like. Mm-hmm. We, we only have three movies in all categories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we're uh, actually oh, yeah. nominated. I'm sorry. No, he did. The director won. Uh, but, won a Critics Award, but not a Saturn. Right, right. Only but not a Saturn. Nom- nominations. Yeah, yeah no. Richard Mull and Kalins were nominated a year. Right. Oh, in 1987. A year later, it seems like. But I guess that'd be right. Yeah. yeah makes the, sense. The calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. These were just handed to me. I better read them. This is a little sheet of paper it says here there were alternate titles and uh there were two of them it was almost called this movie really isn't the norm (laughs) (laughs) norm and the greatest american homeowner that's interesting (laughs) that's actually that one was clever yeah so the first one funny second one clever Clever. i like it funny and clever the adventures of funny and clever yeah. check this out uh email time we get emails from our listeners they send those emails into filmtech at gmail.com today's no different we got one from miles kaplan 
who wrote in and says, hello, Scott, Brian, 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 Miles. and Randy. He mentioned like, <laughs> like six Brian's on Lots here. of Brian's, yeah. sure. So thank you for all the wonderful sacks. Long-time listener, first-time uh, emailer, he says. In the email uh, section of episode 416, the one about the mummy, Shay Edwards asks the question reference, uh, I'm sorry, referenced the, lonely, the st- blah, start of Lonely Island's jizz in my pants. Uh, Shay promised a hundred internet points and I'm here to collect since I'm the, I'm, uh, it is one of my favorite film sack moments. So he, he, his, the, the the thing was, it didn't really explain it here, but she she had put out or he, he or she, I don't know who Shay was, put out a challenge who can find where Randy made that mention that mention and he found it. So here it is. It's from the clips section of episode 111 about the net. Randy mentions the scream sound of some villain falling off a scaffolding, sounding like the opening of Jizz in My Pants. Hmm. Uh, he gave wow. me timestamps and everything, and I went oh, and verified. I don't even remember right. that at all. Did you did you locate it to play? Or? I don't have it to play because it's a, kind of a pain, but he went over to Overcast.fm and found the timestamp in the show. He also included the preamble. It's about an hour hmm. and ten minutes into the episode if people are looking for it. Anyway, says thank you for the innumerable hours of entertainment and happy sacking for many more years <laughs> nice. to come. Nice. I he, approve of this game he, type. He does say at the bottom, P.S., uh, it's Miles Kaplan at the bottom, he says, P.S., if it ever comes to on, on streaming, Sneakers would be a great movie to sack. Great old <gasps> oh, tech yeah. to mock not, the great James Horner. We did, sneakers. did we not do Sneakers? I that was like an early one we did. I thought we did Sneakers, but I think we didn't do Sneakers. I'm gonna actually I think look. I did it as a recommendal. I'm going to look right now. Sneakers. I swore we did Sneakers. Sneakers is one of my favorite movies ever. So yeah. um, I would remember, I think, but I'm going to still. I know we did Hackers. Didn't we do Hackers? But we talked about maybe doing Sneakers as a follow-up. Yeah, Sneakers hackers? never got done. We I would gladly do Sneakers just because I get to watch Sneakers again. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's sackable because it's oh, good it's and good to talk about. Yeah, Sneakers is rad. Yeah. It's a fantastic freaking film. And it's tech that isn't like you know dumbed down for hollywood right it's not like yeah. oh we need to enter the codes or the bomb's gonna go off no you know, it's, it's fact it's 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 reputation i think hinges on the fact that they get that stuff right yeah and then yeah. everything else on top is gravy it's great ensemble cast everybody's incredible dan Aykroyd, one of my favorite roles ever it's mm-hmm. just great so yeah i i think we could make that happen if we can get it streaming again streaming now yeah, absolutely no yeah, it is only for purchase right now. Okay. You can purchase it just about anywhere. It was Speakers, on Netflix not long, not that long ago. It was on Netflix as I watched it again, and then it mm-hmm. got pulled. So we'll just we'll we'll have it come around again when it comes around. That's when we'll get it. <laughs> that was me singing uh, Green Day. Enjoy nice little Green Day. Yeah, we, we, we heard. We, we heard. If you would like to send emails in like uh, <laughs> Miles, you can do so. Filmsack at gmail dot com. Filmsack at gmail dot com, or you can leave a voicemail eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Our next film is not a film. We're doing another watch along because we have another summer travel. Because I'm going to be in Vegas. That's right. Celebrating uh, a wonderful life. <laughs> it's a wonderful <laughs> life. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> All savings alone. Apparently, apparently, what you think what happens in Vegas is Brian dies. No, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But he, <laughs> it's going to be a grand time for him. And as a, as a result, we're not going to be here. So we want to make sure we leave you with something. So we'll do. Uh, actually, it looks like we're going to do a DS9 episode of Star Trek. We like doing Star Trek mm-hmm, episodes. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that. And then the week after that, uh, oh, Randy, I forgot the name. Can you remind us? Oh, we're going to do oh. Cloud Atlas. Cloud, Cloud, Cloud Atlas, Atlas. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Which I always confuse with uh, Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. Who <laughs> said Mercury That's, Rising? Those are really, <laughs> really not even close to the same. Well, movie, they're both even. produced by the Wachowskis, which is the one thing that ties yeah, them together. Yeah, but they're nothing 
Right. Cloud Atlas based on a really popular book. I don't know about Jupiter Ascending. But I, whenever you say Jupiter Ascending, I think of Mercury Rising. Aren't those two different things? Another movie? <laughs> just, and uh, uh, Bad Moon Rising. Yeah, Bad Moon Rising. And, and, uh, we actually need to do Mercury Rising. That's that. That's that uh... Venus in the seventh house, or something. Like that. <laughs> Wait, what? What is Mercury Rising? Hold that's on. uh that's with uh, uh our uh, Will. Uh, pff, like, oh, Bruce oh, Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Willis. Could say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, Milo, or sorry, Miko Hughes, and Alec Baldwin. A movie from '98. Yeah. It was uh, shadowy elements in the NSA target a nine-year-old autistic savant for death when he is able to decipher a top secret code. Oh my lord! Put it on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It's on the Cinemax. Wow, I don't have the Cinemax. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, everybody can have Cinemax for two weeks free. Oh, come Brian. on! Yeah, but you also, love Kim Dickens. She's in this. Kim Dickens. I do like Kim Dickens. Oh, yeah. I love the Kim Dickens. <laughs> She's great. Peter Stormare's in it. Oh, we have to watch this. Kevin Conway. Uh, totally got to put it on the list. Yeah, I've never even heard of this. Oh, I love that movie. Missed it entirely. Love All right, it. love it. All right, we get a little Bruce Willis in here. That'd be good been a while when's the last bruce willis movie we did die hard no hudson hawk that was before die hard we did that before die Hard. yeah yeah way before um i can't think of anything else something that he maybe had a small cameo in i mean i'm looking through our i guess we've kind of cleared things out but i just watched pulp fiction again and i'm thinking of that but i know we didn't do that yeah i don't know i I think we need some willis in our life scout i don't Uh, think we did it oh that's old too yeah we haven't done that we should do that. We haven't soon. done that one? Nope. Oh. <laughs> we are. Do you, have you guys notice we are at the stage where it does feel like we we've are. done them all? Yeah. It is totally really well, hard. Done four, we've done 425 movies. It really feels like, hard. yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... That's pretty crazy how that how that translates. In yeah, my head. It's going to happen, when, too, you know? Yeah. Remember when we sacked Hobbs and Shaw? Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Tom really liked no, it's going to happen. We're eventually going to accidentally do it, you know something twice it's gonna happen you think no no not accidentally but maybe on purpose yeah i can't see us doing it accidentally because i would see it in the i, I always search the rss so I'd, we'd find uh, it yeah, you do, mm-hmm. but you're oh fifth it. element didn't we do fifth oh element? we just did yeah duh. Duh. duh that was like four Woo. weeks ago we totally did you're right uh, yeah all right so thank satisfied you. thank you for that thank you <sighs> okay that's oh. gonna do it for today's show thank you all for listening don't forget, you can go to the website, filmsack.com. It's got all our archives, all the ways to get us, all that stuff. Get us wherever you get your podcast. Leave us reviews if you want to. And find us on Twitter, at Filmsack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Roger! We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.